0: Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. Welcome, I'm Brad Wilson, so happy to have you with us today. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome to our Christ Life family. These messages from Warren Litzman from the Archives of the Christ Life Fellowship are so life-changing, and God is drawing people to these broadcasts each week, and we're so grateful. And we hope you will hang in there, listen to these messages from Warren Litzman, and let the Holy Spirit move on you and reveal these things to you that he's talking about. You will be so blessed, and they are life-changing. Let's get right into it. We're going into Romans, Romans 7. Here's Warren.
1: Greetings, dear friends. I'm Warren Litzman here in Dallas, Texas, sitting in my office, ready to talk to you about Jesus. I'm so glad you tuned in. Would you encourage others to tune in, too, while I preach the everlasting gospel, the last gospel there is from God? Would you call up somebody and have them to tune in with you? They can get it right on their computer. I hope you'll help me spread the gospel. I'm talking to you about the everlasting gospel. We're ready to go into chapter 7 of Romans. So much has been written and said about the 7th chapter of Romans, in fact I myself have written stories of it in the book, books that I publish, I have preached from it many many times, it is an astounding chapter but has to be one of the most misunderstood, misunderstood And so I'm going to try to give you a little more understanding on it. If you'd like full understanding, I have books written on Romans 7. Maybe if you got in touch with me, I could really help you out. You can reach me by email. It's right on this web page. And it'll also help you reach me by mail, slow mail. Or it'll help you reach me by phone. I'm not impossible to reach. So I hope that if I can help you further in Romans 7, let me know how. I'm just going to go line by line and verse by verse through Romans 7 and tell you the things that I believe it's talking about. Romans 7 starts out by saying no. No. When we were back in Romans 6, there were six things, uh, four I'm I beg your pardon. There were four knowings in Romans six. For instance, uh, uh, a old man knowing our old man was crucified, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Uh, verse sixteen says, "Know ye not that to whom ye you yield yourselves servants, you are servants from them?" And then, uh, let's see where the last one is here. Anyhow, there are are four knowings in Romans 6. I don't have them pinpointed right now, but uh, anybody that wants to can read in there and find them. My point is that as I begin Romans 7, it starts with the word know, know something you need to know. The Apostle Paul was the one man God chose out of history, out of human beings, out of all people who ever come to God, out of people who have ever been born of this earth. He is the one important man. And when God gave him the revelation that Christ lived in him, And that's what he got on the Damascus Road. Paul left that scene. He left that moment, whether he was on his knees, whether he was walking down a road, wherever he was, he may have been laying in bed, but when he had this revelation, and he had many revelations, but when he had this revelations, these revelations that have to do with knowing, He had come to the most vivid point of Christianity. Vivid. Grace places you in a place where all you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, and that's for everlasting. But knowing how to make that work, knowing how to handle that, knowing what you should do with such a tremendous event that took place in you coming to know that will cost you the rest of your life if you live a long long time it'll cost you every day of that if you live only a short time from now it'll take whatever days you have because you gotta know certain things no why did Paul come up with that and use it in in such a way that he could say, there are certain things we need to know, like in I found this in Romans six, the third chapter, the sixth chapter, the uh, ninth chapter, and the sixteenth chapter. There, there's four of them are all telling you to know something. And we're on the word know now in Romans seven. And boy I have to tell you, if you don't know something beforehand getting into Romans seven it'll throw you for a loop. You do a whole lot better. Just start Romans seven in the first line and talking to the Holy Spirit every time you read another line because He's the only one that can really help you.
0: Just a quick break. Oh, what a message today, huh? Let me remind you about our Christ Life Fellowship. Go to Christ-Life.org, read all about us, then click on the bookstore. That's where you'll find priceless information that Warren left behind. And one book in particular, one of two books, is The Joy of Knowing Who I Am. It's the fundamentals of the Christ Life Bible series that we talk about, the Christ Life studies that we talk about, that Warren talks about each week. Look at that book, The Joy of Knowing Who I Am. Get it for yourself and follow along and learn more about this Christ Life message. Christ-life.org. Now, back to Warren.
1: It says, know this. Why not talk about Paul and this knowing, in such a way? It was because when he was given the revelation that Christ lived in him, he knew that if this wasn't something that people came to know, They'd sit in a church house till they died and never know that Christ lived in them. Never know where Jesus was to them. They'd be going to the bookstore and buying books how to get close to God, knowing God. I hear God talking to me way up there somewhere. They'd never know that Christ lived in them. And that's the essence of the final gospel coming to this knowing is all important because if you don't know what happened to you when you got saved then you're gonna fit into somebody's doctrine. You're gonna pick out the doctrine that most pleases you. You're gonna be the kind of person that most pleases you. And never know the startling unbelievable Thing that has happened to every born-again believer, and that is that Christ was birthed in them by a seed that was put into them. When did that happen? When you got saved. When you got saved. There are several other ways in the Scripture that talk about people getting saved, but that's in the final gospel, along with other things Paul said about getting saved, he says, "Know this. I just want to tell you, friend. The place you come to get that knowing is the Word. It's the Word. If you followed me for any period of time, you know that I don't. Ma- I make a distinction between the Word and the Scriptures. Follow me on this. Don't let me mislead you." The Word is a person, Jesus. The Scriptures are what these men wrote under the anointing of God and the Holy Spirit. The Scriptures are easily changed. For instance, when I'm preaching along and the Holy Spirit brings a verse to me, I may not know the whole of that verse, but I know the part of that verse that the Holy Spirit is dealing with, and so I'll just quote that part. That's me using the scriptures. Some religions do that for everything. They won't teach you that Christ lived in you, lives in you, or that Christ was birthed in you, born again, not of the natural seed, but of the everlasting seed. Born again. Don't you get it? There's a special information that comes to a believer, and that believer, without that information, will never be the Christian he could have been. Because the scriptures are too full of it. You're in Christ. That's not an idea thing. That's not a fantastic thing. That's not a fantasy thing. When you were saved, you were placed in Christ. Paul pulls it like this. You were baptized into Christ. You were put into Him. You are in Christ. You are never free of that unless you choose to separate yourself from Christ. You're never free of that until you commit horrible sin and will not let your mind go in that direction. So the word know become very important. What does he say? He says, know ye not. Now I'm not absolutely for sure what that would say in the Greek or in his time he lived. Is that the way he said it? Know ye not? But I think this is it. Know ye not says that nothing else you know is going to be as important as this that I tell you you need to know. Nothing else will be as important. Business, college, school, book reading, study. Nothing you know will be important if you don't know this. Well, I could go on and on here, but I'll be back to this. God love you till we meet again. Bye-bye.
0: What a message today. I should have warned you to... Buckle your seat belts, Romans seven. Wow, Warren Litzman was really on point today, as he always is each and every week with this great podcast and these great in Christ messages. Don't forget to go to our website, read all about us. Go to the bookstore, check out some of the things that we talk about. Christ-life.org. Again, Christ-life.org. Robbie Litzman, what a blessing she is. She allows us to go into the archives each week to find these wonderful messages for you. Valerie Hill does our Twitter account. Tammy Laycock does the podcast notes each week. And Teresa Ferraro is our great producer from the Christ Life Fellowship. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, loving the Christ life.